going on and happy new year from me to you into the woods podcast ryan woods i am your host and welcome to a new year huh happy 2024 what are your new year's resolutions you got any of those i'm not a new year's resolution person i think if you wanted to make a change you would have already made it you're not going to make a change you're not going to make don't lie to yourself again You know, why couldn't you make a change in the middle of August? Why couldn't you make a change in the middle of March or the end of June? You needed the new year to decide that you were lazy or a slob or needed to drink more water? It's not going to happen for you this year. Go ahead and admit that to yourself right now. If you wanted to make a change, you already would have, you know? Or, Or take this as your rock bottom. If you're, if you're taking advice from me, guess what? That's a rock bottom for you. And if you wanted to make a resolution, you wanted to make a change, you already would have made a change. You're the one that has to look at you in the bathroom mirror before you get in the shower. And if you wanted to make a change so bad, guess what? It would have already been done, pal. And that's all I got to say about that. How are you? How was your New Year's Eve? My New Year's Eve weekend got off to a horrible start. Or a great start, depending on who you ask and where you stand on certain issues. I got my back blown out at the gym. I blew my back out, got my back broken. Go ahead. Everybody make your jokes. It sucked. There I was. There I was at the gym thinking I needed to squat again. I'm 26 years old. It's probably not going to happen to me being a professional bodybuilder being a professional strongman, doing anything with physical activities, probably just not in the cards. And there I am, loading up a squat bar. Don't want to brag. Might have been three plates on either side. Maybe another 25 added on top. Go down for the third rep. Come back up. Back blown out. Can't have that. What was I thinking? Who do I think I am? I racked the weight. I stood there, looked myself in the mirror, and thought, it's over. That's literally what I thought. I thought, it's over. Like a professional athlete of 20-year career just came crashing to a halt. You know, me and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose still can't hang him up. Good for him for hanging on. Me and Joe Theismann. Just two guys, career-ending injuries. Who else? Greg Oden. Oh, I'm a modern-day Greg Oden, except for the lack of basketball skills. And one of his legs was longer than the other. People don't know that. Just injuries derailing my career. It's over. I hadn't squatted in like six weeks. I hadn't back squatted in six weeks. What was I doing? What was I doing loading up a squat bar? Huh? Who was I going to prove that to? 
I was loading up a squat bar like I was going to go to work on Monday and everybody was going to be like, oh, hey, look at Ryan. Look at, look at, the, look at the ass on Ryan as, he, as I walk in. Look at the dump truck on Ryan as he walks in. He must squat a lot. That didn't happen. All I did was get my back blown out at the gym, thinking I was going to squat a lot of weight and people would give a fuck. All I did was get an injury. Now I'm sitting in the chair with the back massager and the heat on. The heated back massager, and I'm letting it go. It's fucking annoying. But I got to do it because if I don't, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be just laying there like a goddamn board. It hurts to sit for too long. If I don't move, I'm in a lot of pain. It's a nightmare. This is a nightmare. This is when you know it's over. I think this is like. There's multiple moments I think in your life you know it's over, and this is one of them. This is like the beginning of the know it's over. You know, you turn 26, you have one injury in the gym, you get your back blown out doing squats. The next thing you know, it's just over. Like, what were you, like, now I'm just, I'm relegated to getting, to doing leg exercises in other ways. Machines. You know, just machines with, with, you know, sleds. That's when you know it's over. What a bummer. You know? Is it a bummer though? Like, what was I squatting for? Like, I'm just, I, I knew I was done with it before. I knew I was done with it before. I knew it was over for me. I, I told myself, look, I don't need to be squatting like that anymore. My knees hurt. The recovery time was too much. Oh, you're being a pussy. Yeah, well, so what, dude? So what? It, it hurt. Like, I didn't feel like I was getting the max out of my workouts because my hips would hurt. It would hurt in places it shouldn't, like bones. And you know what's fucked up? You can't stretch a knee out. You can't stretch a knee out. I don't know how. I don't know. How do you stretch out bones? You know? I'm sure there's a joke in there about banging a skinny chick or whatever. Whatever. The point is that I knew I was done with it. And I was like, look, I don't need to be squatting anymore. I could do more with the leg press. I could do more with these other pendulum squat machines. I could do more with this like seatbelt machine that you put on and you and you, you rack and you go up and down and the whole nine. But there I was in my testosterone-fueled rage thinking, look, I'm going to squat today. And it just didn't work out. And now it's over. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. But I gave it my all. That's all I can say. Cheers. To, cheers, cheers my Coke Zero to, to the squats that I won't be able to do anymore. Cheers. I won't be loading up a, a back squat bar anymore. What a nightmare. And then New Year's Eve, we go to get Chinese food. And I got to be honest with you. I thought we were like the only people in the world that got Chinese food on New Year's Eve. But obviously that's not true because we walked into the Chinese place and there were so many people there. And I thought, look, if this gets out of hand, the people behind the counter might catch a slur or two because the looks on these people's faces. And by these people, I mean people who are mad and putting their anger towards people who are making their food and not looking inward. I think as a society, as a society... We need to realize and look inward when we make a dumb decision to not be mad at fast food workers or restaurant workers that it's our own fault. 
I ordered food for $5.45 on New Year's Eve. That's on me. I'm not going to take it out on the 15-year-old kid who's taking orders at the Chinese place. It's not his fault. It's my fault. If we all had a little humility, we could stop yelling at fast food workers. The way people, the entitlement of people ordering $20 worth of Chinese food or $20 worth of fast food is insane to me. Just because you show up at a restaurant at 6 o'clock and your food's supposed to be ready at 6 and you walk in and there's 40 people in there and you walk up to the counter smug, smug as shit. You walk up to the counter going, um, my food was supposed to be ready at 6 and it's, and it's 6 o'clock and it's not ready. Read the room. Self-awareness can't be taught, which I think is the, the name of the game. I think that's why this is a problem. But I used to get yelled at by adults when I worked at Chick-fil-A. Because they didn't have a ketchup. Or we forgot their fries. Oh, Jesus, we forgot your $2.50 fries? Let me go back there and go beat the hell out of the guy on the machine. Oh, hey, this is the little girl bagging. Let me grab her by the back of the head and smash her face on the counter. Is that what you want? You want restitution for fries? For, for Because you didn't get your soy sauce? You want me to go back there and beat the shit out of the cook? Or your chicken was a little dry? Here, let me, let's me let go back there together, and I'll hold him up. I'll grab him by the arms, and you can take a couple pot shots because he's such a dumbass. Is that what you want me to say? What, what is the point? What are you, who are you yelling at? Whenever I don't get something from a place, maybe I'm the problem with, with this. But if I look in my bag and I don't see, like, a taco from Taco Bell, what am I going to do? Drive back up there and be like, you forgot my spicy potato taco. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're an idiot. And they're going to be like, yeah, man, I am an idiot. And then you're going to be in this whole conversation with a guy at a Taco Bell drive-thru about his mom, how his mom never gave him a hug, and how his dad walked out on them when he was seven, and his mom never let him forget it. And then she started hitting the bottle, and then she started hitting him, and he wouldn't, he didn't get any bottles, if you know what I mean. And he lived on his own from 18 years old. Here he is working at Taco Bell, and you're yelling at him over a $2.50 taco. Grow up. Makes you think. The funniest shit about watching people lose their mind at like a fast food place are the same people posting on Facebook like, hey, treat people with kindness. You never know what people are going through. Unless, of course, they work at a Chinese restaurant and are 15 years old and my food's not ready at 6 p.m. Then fuck those people. That's exactly what it's like. And that's messed up. And that's messed up. But yeah, I had a good news to you other than that. I'm uh, really not sure what's going on with Ryan Seacrest, Rock and Eve. Not really sure what's going on there and why they... like. I feel like there's too many cities involved in the New Year's Rock and Eve. We're popping into Los Angeles. Oh, here we are going down to New Orleans. Oh, look, now we're in, we're in Austin, Texas. Here, now we're going into Vegas. Oh, look, there's people in Scottsdale. There's a bunch of white dudes in Scottsdale. We got to see what's up with them. Hey, let's get up to Seattle. What's going on over there? Nothing. It's raining and cold. Let's go over here to Montana. Anything going on there? No, we don't give a shit. Let's get back to New York. Who they have performing? LL Cool J. LL Cool J was the big headline performer for New Year's Rock and Eve. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Dick Clark's been dead for like 15 years. It's over. No disrespect to LL Cool J. He could probably beat the shit out of me. Dude, if LL Cool J is your headliner, we're done. We're done.
And I, I, would, I, I feel for the people that believe that they need to stand there in Times Square with their phones out and record a video they're never going to watch again of a stupid ball dropping, fireworks going off. You know what I get to do when that stupid ball drops? I get to turn my TV off and go to bed. You know what they have to do? They have to unzip their diapers that they had to wear all day, record their stupid little video, and then find their way out of that health, that hellhole is what it looks like. If that's your if that's your version of happiness, Godspeed, but also you're dumb and I hate you. Oh, we're off to a rip roaring start. Don't I have a lot of thoughts this week? But you know what I also am thinking about? The Cleveland Browns are going to the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns are going to the playoffs, and I, I don't want to take credit for it. I, I don't want to take credit for it because I have no idea what's going on. The craziest thing about the Cleveland Browns season is that it, it doesn't feel real. It feels like the most convoluted way to get to 11 wins in NFL history. There will be a, a, a I think they should write a book about the Cleveland Browns season. The way it started. Off to a hot start against the Bengals. The way it goes to Pittsburgh. And like many Browns games end in Pittsburgh. Sadness. Except for that one time in the playoff game, Pittsburgh, never forget. And then it comes back around. Deshaun Watson hurt. We're winning games with the backup quarterback. Deshaun Watson comes back. Win in Baltimore. Not many people can do that. Win in Baltimore. Deshaun Watson out for the season. Where do we turn? Oh, who's this guy? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco shows up. Everything's better. Now we're going to the playoffs. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, how many games they can win, but buddy, I am sure enjoying it. You only get so many bites at the apple. You only get so many swings of the pinata. How many sports analogies can I make to explain to you that you only get so many? Only get so many chances as this is a sports fan. And I don't, you know, and can I say something else to sports fans? who say, yeah, well, your team's going to have a first-round exit. Yeah, your team's going to lose in the playoffs. Yeah, your team's L, 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 these loser playoffs, loser fans talking about, oh, your team's going to lose in the playoffs. Hey, buddy, I watched my team win four games in three years. I don't care when they lose in the playoffs. You, you, got, you said the key word, in the playoffs. I would make the playoffs every year for what I endured. In the four wins in three years, from 2015, 2017, four wins in 48 games. Think about that. Think about how long that span is. I saw four of them in in three years. I have saw 11 this year. I'm going to enjoy it. My bad. You know, fucking people. Fucking people. You know? Then we had this person out here today because we were supposed to get our, uh, we have a gas fireplace. We're supposed to get our gas fireplace fixed. Now it smells like gas in here. I probably should shut. It doesn't smell like gas in like the main room. It smells it like it where the, you know, the gas line is. Thanks, Ryan, for being so good at descriptive speech. You're welcome. I uh, was, we I had Tony over. If you remember from a couple years back, Tony, my lifesaver. Um, he comes over. I, I was trying to get the gas pipe back on because we undid it when I had to pay for the pipes to get fixed. And I couldn't get this thing on. And you guys know me. I don't fuck with gas. I don't fuck with gas. I do not fuck with gas lines. I'm not emasculated enough to not fuck with a gas line. Okay? I'll call somebody. I, I will never be man enough or too big of a man to call for help when it involves gas lines being connected in my house. Why? 
Because could you imagine the talking to, the stern talking to, the I told you so I would get from the woman that lives with me? If I put that gas sign on and it was just a little bit off, or I didn't put tape on the threads and it was just a little bit off and somebody comes over and goes, hey, is this your new lighter? And we somehow survive. Could you imagine the, sh- the talking to and the stern look I would get from the woman that lives with me? And the I told you so. So I won't, I won't do that. So I had Tony over. And what did Tony do? Tony comes over. He's like, hey, can I cut this? And he's talking about this like metal stud. I'm like, can you cut it? And he's like, I mean, I can. Do you want me to? I'm like, will it make it easier? He's like, yeah, I'll be able to go straight on. I'm like, fuck, dude. He's like, I got cutters in the car. Because of course he does. Because of fucking course he does. When I called him, I was like, hey, man, I know you have the tools and all. He's like, cars, cars, cars. He shows up. He looks fucking good. Rotator cuffs are healing well. Probably just a lot of scar tissue. Probably not a lot of real healing going on there. But man. Man, oh man. Love that fucking guy. But yeah, the woman comes over. She's like, yeah, I probably need a full rebuild. And I'm like, okay, get the fuck out of here then. Fuck are we doing getting a fireplace fixed? That is kind of a goal of mine is to get a fireplace in a house that I have next, my next house. If I can get like a basement fireplace, you know, like a family room fireplace, I'd be so fucking gangster. Have the lights real dim in there too. A lot of mahogany, a lot of leather. Fucking when the wife is out, starts smoking cigars inside, she gets home. Are you smoking cigars inside with the kids? I wasn't fucking smoking cigars inside. So you were fucking smoking cigars. I wish Dana, Dana's doing yoga right now, and I want to talk to her about something. She didn't want to do the, I don't think she wanted to do, I didn't really ask her to do the podcast. I said we could. Um, But I need her to explain to me this Gypsy Rose Blanchard situation. I really need to be explained. Because, fuck the fireplace. Here's the thing. Here is the thing. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So I got to be honest with you. Here's the thing. I'm going on biography.com. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, as you may know, was falsely claimed to have many, many diseases, went through many, many surgeries, wouldn't wish that upon anybody. But she finds a boyfriend. They do it in a movie theater stall. She must have put it down on him respectfully because then he killed her mother. And now she apparently moved on. And that's what I have my beef with. Okay? Think about how she must have just put it down in a movie theater bathroom for him to then be like, you know what the plan is? We got to kill your mom. And now he's spending life in jail. Life in jail. (sighs) Gypsy Rose Blanchard grew up with her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, making claims about her health that resulted in a series of dire diagnoses and medical interventions. However, she wasn't actually unwell. Her mother had been lying about her symptoms. It's really fucked up. Experts believe Dady's behavior stemmed from a mental disorder, Munch Munchison syndrome, by proxy, because Dee Dee wanted to be a caretaker. She fiend and induced fiend, like sucking her cuticles, induced illnesses in her daughter. The truth about Gypsy and her mother only came out after Gypsy arranged for an online boyfriend to murder Dee Dee. 
Am I getting that story right? About them banging in the in the in the uh 2008 Gypsy moved to a new home in Springfield, Missouri, built by Habitat for Humanity. It's called a pain and pink at a wheelchair ramp. Well, I mean, what else can you do? Gypsy and Didi also receive benefits. Disney World. I mean, he can't afford. When Gypsy was 14, she saw a neurologist in Missouri who came to believe she was a victim. However, this doctor never reported her case. Oh! Believe there's not enough evidence to act. Well, I mean, fucking throw it out there. Be like, hey, can we get a second opinion? All right, in 2011, Gypsy tried to get away from her mother by running away with a man she'd met at a science fiction convention. But Dee Dee soon tracked them down via mutual friends. She convinced the man that Gypsy was a minor, though she was actually 19 at the time. According to Gypsy, Dee Dee smashed her computer and physically restrained her to her bed after they returned home. Yeah, <sighs> it's gross. Gypsy eventually managed to get back online. She joined a Christian dating site, as you do, where she met Nicholas Godijan. She told him the truth. Ended up asking him to kill Didi. Didn't, uh... I feel like I'm missing a big part, because if she didn't put it down on him in a, in a, in a movie theater bathroom, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Oh, fuck. If I got that story wrong, I'm going to be bad. Oh, boy. 2011, 2016, Gypsy pled guilty of second-degree murder. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Go to John was found guilty of first-degree and was sentenced to life. So this motherfucker spending life in jail. I feel so bad for him. You know? Today, Gypsy is healthy. She also enjoyed more freedom in prison than in life. She started Didi. However, when asked by Dr. Phil... She said, I'm not glad. I'm glad that I'm out of the situation, but I'm not happy she's dead. You know, that's so true. I feel for her. But I mean, to be honest, to be honest, let's let's be honest with each other. Can we can we say something? May I speak on something? Gypsy Rose Blanchard kinda honey potted a guy in a movie theater bathroom handicapped stall. To have him kill her, kill her mother. If that's not the power of women, pal, I don't know what is. You drive a couple hours. You meet a guy. You meet a girl on the internet. You you bang her in a bathroom stall in a movie theater. Next thing you know, you're killing her mother. Look, all I'm saying is, he's braver than I am, but also can't say he must. She must have put it down. Is all I'm saying. Okay, respectfully. <sighs> Man, I don't even know where I was going with that, to be honest. I think that, uh, you know, since Dana's doing, she's upstairs doing yoga, as I can hear her just fucking using those stupid fucking blocks. Oh, fuck. You know, can I, I also was watching college football this weekend. People always say the NFL is a worse product compared to college football. I just don't think that's true. I think what you're watching is just higher variance football because every punt and every kick in college football is like watching people play Russian roulette. It's like they don't practice them, ever. I, I was watching the highest level, the Rose Bowl game and the Sugar Bowl game. The Sugar Bowl, Texas, Texas football, they, they must have such a problem with kicking and receiving the football 
that they had a guy out there with a broken arm. What's that about? That would never happen in the NFL. So he's out there literally playing with one arm to catch the football. They have nobody else that can catch the football, to catch the kickoff. That's why it's you're just so used to watching everything being played between the lines that when you watch college football and they're trotting a guy out there, Texas football, one of the most rich programs in college football, goes out there with a kick returner who has a broken arm because they don't trust anybody else on the sideline with two arms. They're like, hey, get out there, buddy. I know we get, you know you got a cast on that arm, but we need you to return the kicks. That's crazy. And in the Michigan-Alabama game, every time the ball was kicked, I was like, oh, my God. This is a nightmare. Like, it's like rolling the dice. You'd be better off just like, I, I have no idea, I don't know, like not punting ever or never going out. Don't send anyone back there. Just let it hit the ground. It's less, it's so much easier that way. Force the punter to make a mistake. Have him kick it off his foot. When people say the NFL is a bad product, it's just so, it's it's just a little bit more like, I don't know, predictable. It's just, you're, you know what you're going to get. With college, it's just, Shake the bag, and we'll let's see what happens. <sighs> whatever. You know? Whatever. And look, it's not... It's not that I... Before I go... Before I go... It's not that I'm be trying to be disrespectful to Gypsy Rose Blanchard. That's not what I'm trying to do. Her mother is a scumbag. And whatever disease she was being faced with, whatever mental illness she was being faced with... I'm glad Gypsy's out of that situation. It's horrible. Should she have killed her mother? Probably not. If that's the only way she felt out, of course, as somebody who's never been in that situation, how? who am I to say? But I gotta admit, to get a guy to kill your mom and not just go to the police over, you know, what, what appeared to be a lot of internet text messages and then one encounter at a movie in a bathroom for, you know, who knows how long, 30 seconds? Good on you, is all I gotta say. So happy for you. Um, hope that guy finds peace. Anyways, love you guys. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you next week. Sorry the podcast is late again. We'll get back on a normal schedule here soon. Love you guys.